Good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another fantabulous episode of the Fluid Talks podcast. With me, one of your hosts, Michael. And I, Monkey D. Rufi. No, no, that's that's different. Oh, yeah, the sun. No, that's, that's different from D. Roja. <sighs> okay, Sawa, it's fine. Forget it. Thank you. Just, just take it. Just, it's fine. It's fine. Thank we'll you. be here all day. And Kohusi. Excellent. Welcome. Welcome to yet another episode. Gracias, gracias. How have you been? Crystal good. <laughs> what? <laughs> Even I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But I've been good. Okay. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, smack in the middle of boardroom wars, but we keep it moving. Office politics. Office politics. Office politics. Office politics. This channel does not support violence. Unless it's entertaining. <laughs> then Unless it's on a movie screen. <laughs> and you know, then then you know you know. Um How have you been? Uh well I've been okay. Uh you know, the 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 heat of January can't handle me, so you know <laughs> anyway, um no, I've been I've been alright, you know. Um same old, same old. Wait, stop recording me. Anyway, same old, same old. Um yeah, I'm currently hungry, so uh, either you or you or you, it would be lovely if if you could get me something nice to bite. Thanks, thanks in advance. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and enough about me. On to on to the news. Yes, unless unless like someone has revel- a revelation to to share. None from me. Okay. Do you want to tell us about the boardroom politics? Is that for another episode? Off air. Okay, off air. Excellent. No, but you know what? what? We should make an episode out of boardroom talk. We should, we should do like a boardroom, boardroom talk. Wars. Yeah. Boardroom wars. Boardroom wars. <laughs> or, or what do what do they call it? Yeah, war room. You know, you know, like in in like all these big tech companies, they have like a war room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do like a war room episode. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, on to today's news. Yes. Yes, right. sir. Play As that always. depressing music. It's not depressing. It's is this sound all consistent? Uh, he's trying. Okay, behind the mic, you'll check it out. Huh? All right. I'd love to have like a collage of all <laughs> those sounds. <laughs> Wait, sorry, do you mind doing that again? Uh, no, start from moving into the news segment. Yeah, but... but Go. We're going to do today's news. Um People need to have proof that you <laughs> you actually <laughs> the one who <laughs> um, composes no, where, this. <laughs> onto the news, onto the news, onto the news. Um, who wants to go first? I will go with my numero uno. Mm-hmm. And so, amid other AI-focused announcements, Google today actually shared that its newer multi-search uh, feature would now be available to global users on mobile devices anywhere that Google Lens is already available. So for those who don't know, the search feature um, allows users to search using both text and images at the same time. And this was first introduced um, back in last April. Uh, If you're watching this in the future, 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 that we're talking April 2022, um, as a way to modernize Google search. 
future, future, future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a way to modernize Google search to take better advantage of smartphone capabilities. A variation on this called uh, multi-search near me, which targets searches to local businesses, will also become globally available over the next few months. Um, as we'll see multi-search for the web and a newer lens features available for Android users. Michael, do yes. you think you would use multi-search? I can probably count on one hand the number of times I use Google Lens on, on my phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, wow. And it's been more out of curiosity than anything else. Uh, uh, so, I don't know. There'd probably be a use case for me further down the road. But, eh. Jose? Mm, I have. When I want to find out names for flowers. Well, oh, so that's Google Lens. Yeah. So, like, okay. I'm on the road. I don't know what type of flower this is. Interesting, interesting. I I honestly, outside, you know, mm-hmm. since we're in a tech scene, outside like the curiosity of, okay, what does this such experience look like? I don't think I've found myself applying it to like a real world scenario yet. But hey, if it comes closer to, you know, without having to need to download an extra application, who knows? I might be right there. And that's my news. Excellent. See, take us away. Have you ever? Hey. hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Take us away. Take us away. Take us away. Take us away. Have we ever what? Have we ever seen a black hole? Uh, no, I don't think I have ever seen a black hole. <laughs> Where? Google Images. His nostrils. Um, so there's a telescope called the Hubble telescope. And then one time it was observing a hungry, supermassive black hole devouring a star. Supermassive black hole and that's devouring a star. That's, a, that's the title of a muse track, I think. Carry on. But that, are there images? Pixel, it didn't happen. <laughs> Pixel, it didn't happen. <laughs> Um, so this usually happens maybe a hundred thousand years into the galaxy. So this star was passing, and then it found itself near the black hole. And you know how a black hole just devours you. So it just went round and round and round until it was. Pixel, it didn't happen. I I stand by what I stand by what I said. Pixel, it didn't happen. Yeah, go look it up. Pixel, it didn't happen. I'm sure there are pictures for it. But you know, just think about it. How cool is it that we've reached a place where we can actually s- see something like like that happening? It's not real time because it's a few light years away. But, you know, to us it looks real time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit meta. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that pretty cool? Hmm? I think science is pretty cool. There's a lot of thing there are a lot of things that that if we were being honest are pretty cool but you take them for granted and i will always i will always say this i will continue to say this the fact that you know the fact that you can pick up your your phone and press one two things and you're talking to someone halfway across the world that's that's pretty amazing if you think about In it seconds yes it's pretty amazing if you think about it but 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 yes, I, I i share your sentiments Tony. yeah this reminds me since we're talking about like space and everything mm-hmm. um did you know 
that mercury has water drinkable water well i don't know about that <laughs> you're asking too many you're, you're asking difficult questions yes. my friend but did you actually would you have guessed based on the proximity of mercury to the sun that it would have water no i'd, I'd be like it's too dry yeah there are actually pockets of water found in mercury science fact for the day who's going to pick those pockets anyway <coughs> on to my news item so 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 continuing the theme of ai that was introduced earlier um microsoft had a, a, a sudden event where they demoed bing their search engine which you probably didn't know about and if you did know about have used have used a couple of times most times by accident because yeah um but yes so introduced new bing powered by chat gpt now is this going to be perfect no oh, sorry i don't think it's powered by chat gpt it incorporates yeah, well, elements of chat gpt it's it plugs into AI. yes yes it plugs into chat gpt yeah. and chat gpt capabilities thank you for that that correction yes um it plugs into the functionalities the capabilities and as an interesting thing being tries to keep answers fun and factual but given this is an early preview it can still show unexpected or inaccurate results based on the web content summarized so please use your best judgment please use your best judgment i mean yes this this of course they've said it here but it doesn't just apply here when you're on the web please use your best judgment don't google can i jump off a building and fly and the first answer says yes and you know please use you your need to find out those answering about superman yes <laughs> please use your best judgment um yeah the ai arms race has begun we have microsoft with bing we have google with bard and the internet is just about to get a whole lot weirder but anyway those are my thoughts i i am excited for it to be honest i think like Uh, the guy who was making the presentation did a good summary like such so far has existed or what could be categorized in like three three ways mm-hmm. I, i don't i don't remember them like word for word but one of them was informational right um and that's when we go to search to find information and like such has done it really really well over the last many years so it's like what was designed for um the other one uh, i forgot but then the last one was um to do with um like everything else mm-hmm. right and everything else now is where you require a bit more context like you know prompt based sort of like thing saying mm-hmm. um could you plan for me an itinerary for my trip to paris mm-hmm. right like such isn't really good for that it, i mean it will show you best locations in paris but that's not exactly what you want you want like something that has been filtered out of all that noise and like it's sort of like a base plate for you to build upon <laughs> and i think we're about to see very rich more complex like almost nail point of what we're looking for in an instance instead of having to dig deep through 10 20 links to find exactly what it is that we're going for and you know such well so about to deal with a lot of trash content easier it's a byproduct of 
data. Touche. 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 But yeah, that's it for my news. Uh, assuming no one else has you you no, no you no more news no 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 more no more no more <sighs> fine okay no no guy behind the mic we, we are not having a jamming session um, but yeah with that being said and done let's move on to today's subject of discussion okay excellent we go again anyway um <coughs> content is king you've probably heard something along those lines um where there's a large shift towards content in whatever form be it text once upon a time the, the internet was text in the form of blogs and what have you then came then everything changed when when facebook attacked facebook came with social media when and really i don't know if i should say revolutionized or or because you know social media at that point in time was not a foreign concept but it it's it's really the first one that really hit it big um and ever since then it's it's been one thing after another one thing after another you've got now we've got we still have the og facebook and guy behind the mic open your eyes <laughs> open your eyes <laughs> <laughs> see the light brother anyway we have og facebook we have instagram we have tiktok we have so many platforms we have youtube we have so many platforms but there is one side of things that sometimes goes unnoticed yeah can you guess what that what what that side is dear listener don't worry we'll wait okay we are done waiting tony or co-host c what side is this that we're talking about today um the human side the people who look at the content precisely precisely okay it's, it's that's a lion king reference for i am still sad that they got rid of that song in the remake of the lion king i will never stop being sad but anyway the human side of things content be moderators be prepared content moderators Content moderators are the invisible hand that helps many of these platforms keep on ticking. You know, you've got platforms that have their terms of use that prohibit certain content and it is up to moderators to ensure that what is posted and what is available does not prohibit or go against said content. Let me let me read you a piece here that I think summarizes it mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a very very interesting way and it might like be provoke thought for you. So when people talk about content moderation, they typically reference debates about free speech and censorship. Mm-hmm. Okay? The people who actually do the moderating, however, tend to be an afterthought, right? Like you stated, their work is largely invisible hidden away in a call center type offices mm-hmm. um, as they filter um, the large pool of user-generated content on social media platforms. Now, even though these users don't see them, um, these employees are the internet uh, frontline workers. They are the army, the infantry, I think that's what they're called, right? Mm-hmm. In the an first army line. Base. Yes, they're the first line of defense, right? Facing the worst of human nature, one disturbing picture or video 
at a time or text <laughs> oh, but text is not anyways yeah uh, without them social media companies and their ad driven business models actually hold that thought on text to we'll get back to it yes. but carry on uh, without them social media companies and their ad driven business models likely couldn't exist as they do right now we'd probably have a very different picture of what that ad business looks like uh, yet in addition to the constant exposure to unpleasant content these jobs tend to be poorly paid um contingent and full of pressure to perform quickly and accurately but they do n- but do they really have to be so bad is the underlying question mm-hmm. very nice very nice very nice uh, opening statements to to the jury um we will now continue we shall now present our case okay no there's no case to present no but but that is that is that's a very accurate way of of thinking about it as you've said typically content moderation is oh these guys are censoring our but no no there is that side of things and mm-hmm. and what what triggered or what prompted triggered is the wrong word what prompted this 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 topic was was something you may have seen a while back well not a while back but recently enough on chat gpt and kenya if you had a venn diagram mm-hmm. that yeah you know <laughs> chat gpt on one on there'd be an intersection between chat gpt and kenya and and there was um, there was a story published by time i believe um, that that touched on chat gpt and the work done by people in Kenya. So um it's it uh, there is uh, between okay complicated work between OpenAI uh, and Sana a San Francisco based firm that employs people in Kenya and Sana a San and a San Francisco based firm called Sama. Now Sama employs content moderation teams locally at least as of the time of at least based on my knowledge um and the rate was between 1.32 dollars and 2 dollars per hour and you know that sounds let's do a quick conversion let's do quick maths hold on quick maths quick maths how much is usd to ks usd 124 ks so 124 points that was <laughs> excellent tony mm. so 2 dollars per assume you work 16 hours a day 16 hours a day that's 2000 uh, approximately on the high end of the scale 2000 per per day 2000 per day assume you work 20 hours i mean 20 days in a month that's 40000 a lot of people in Kenya would be more than happy to get a job that pays 40000 a month yeah. you know it, it's, it's it's that's a reality on the ground however however what's the cost of this job now one so so for context how chat gpt works is you have labels of of things to train essentially uh-huh. training data so one worker tasked with reading and labeling text for open ai told time he suffered from recurring visions after reading a graphic disk okay sorry um this this should come as a, with a warning um so if you find yourself Disclaimer. rather sensitive to certain things this is your chance to 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 mute for the next 5 or so seconds. And anyway, so recurring visions after reading a graphic description of a man having sex with a dog in the presence of a young child. Wow. Yes, that's graphic. Very too graphic. Yes. 
and this is this this uh, this this is is something you will hear every once in a while um in in about two or so years ago uh, a facebook moderator testified i believe uh, about the working conditions and what not and in in the article i am referring to right now um There's there's a little snippet here that says that some Facebook moderators are asked to sign a disclaimer before starting work accepting that the content seen in their jobs could lead to poor mental health and post traumatic stress disorder. For context, post traumatic stress disorder is something that is suffered by war veterans, you know, people who've gone out in combat, seen people dying, etc., etc., lost friends, etc. I mean that's just it's not yeah. just limited to that but that is dominantly PTSD, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you'll have guys in the military. So, now continuing an example of the contract read out in the committee this was part of a, test, a testimony. I understand that exposure to this content may give me post traumatic stress disorder. I will engage in a mandatory wellness coaching session but I understand that those are not condition, conditions and may not be sufficient to prevent my contracting uh, PTSD. Wow. So the company knows that one you will get PTSD you, you almost guaranteed to get PTSD and two whatever bandaid we put to it is not good enough but we need you to sign if you want in the job the job mm-hmm. yes so this this there's a reporter who wrote a piece uh, and she spoke to a woman also and this is what she said okay so one woman told me that she saw herself right in this like folklore role of a sin eater okay she she considered herself a sin eater mm-hmm. yeah so the gist of this historical ritual is that a poor person's spiritual takes on the sin of a deceased person usually by eating a loaf of bread that has been passed over the corpse in exchange for money and it's an analogy to, as a sin eater so didn't right so the woman felt that in doing content moderation she was in essence taking on the misbehavior the cruelty and the violence of others for money for pay there's a transaction mm. right here i will absorb you of all your sins just pay me like literally that's like how she felt as a content moderator, moderator right um and you know many other people like consider themselves like a janitor or like a trash collector where you know you take the filth of human humanity and you just got to soak it up and go next days but also let me paint a picture for you a day in the life of a content moderator mm-hmm. okay what a typical day looks like so when you are frontline journalist working for a third party contracting company you typically come into a very sterile environment like mm-hmm. you know this guy boring right so you probably don't have your own workspace uh because they're like three shifts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so someone else will probably be sitting in your spot when you clock in or clock out right so you probably go ahead and log in into a proprietary system or interface developed by the company that needs the moderation and you start accessing queues of material now a flagged piece of content is served to you right uh and there might be some contextual information on what kind of material you are about to view Uh, or there might be very little if not none right so you make a judgment call about whether to delete the content based on your interpretation of the company policies right and then when you close the case move on to the next 
and to the next and to the next. So this is your process throughout the day, working through a queue of material. Right? So sometimes there's specialization where you know some people work specifically on hate speech, others on self-harm content, for example. But even the run-on-the-mill cases that generalists deal with can be pretty awful. So just think about the kind of things that aren't permitted on a site. Those are often the things these people are looking at. So just picture that. Picture, remove yourself from your day-to-day and picture you wake up in the morning, <laughs> you go to a very dark room probably, um, <laughs> That barely has curtains or anything like that. <laughs> hey, it might be a bright Silicon Valley-like setup. I, based on like what <laughs> the articles that exist, I, that's not the picture that is painted. But one, the the environment itself is very depressing, mm-hmm. and you're looking at very depressing content that's mm-hmm. double depressing, and you're depressed, and you can see your workers are depressed, and so now it, everyone is depressed because everyone is depressed now. Everyone is depressed and that everyone is depressed. And misery loves company. And you gotta, sh- you know, and you probably have a session a week for 30 minutes with a therapist, um, and that's not good enough. That's not good enough, sorry. Sorry. So, Michael... I, I guess the key question is here, do you think, one question is, do you think these companies are doing enough to help these employees? Hey, don't ask me. I, I don't, I don't, don't ask me. In your subjective opinion. Pass. <laughs> pass. Nobody's going to crucify you. Oh, no one is, but pass. No. Okay, Hosi. No, they're not doing enough. Okay, what, what more can they do or should they do? Uh, more therapy time. More therapy. Yes. I mean, 30 minutes in a week mm. <laughs> is not enough. They're seeing the scum of the earth every day. And then you want me to be okay with it? No. Mm-hmm. And then improve working conditions. I mean, you can't be putting the rest of the people in a basement. It's depressing. And then you want us to look at videos that are all depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, one thing is... It's a necessary job. It's a necessary job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone has to do it. But I th- I genuinely think as a technologist myself, if I should so say so, I think we can deploy more tooling or automated tooling into some of these things, right? And I think if if we are capable of building something like chat GPT, right? I think we can collectively use it, use also it to filter no, 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 not, not just that. I'm saying in terms of what hum- humans are capable of, mm-hmm. right? I think we can be able to build models that, you know, learn what, you know, hate speech looks like, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, be able to let the computers of today handle majority of those things. That's, that's one. But by the end of the day, there also still needs to be a human person. And I think one of the things that most of these companies suffer from is once you complain, for instance, or once you say you need time off, you're penalized for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So then they need to create policies just like they have policies on what type of content it can be uploaded uh, on, you know, I, I need a break without penalty policy. 
you know mm-hmm. th- things like that i and you know provide better environment working environment better working hours you know you know more therapy more free therapy um and you know more time and stuff like that and i'm not saying this will fix everything but there are definitely steps towards treating people as humans well i mean to play devil's advocate um they they kind of are treating you as for instance for instance again going going back to to the hourly billed rate that that we discussed say you're uh, an Nairobian who who is earning 40,000 well again it's less than ideal you know compared to people who are earning 10 15 or even less than 10,000 a month um 10,000 Kenyan shillings a month that is that is way above you know no no no, no. don't confuse I'm just don't confuse exploitation for opportunity opportunity that's what he just did no, i'm i'm not like i said i'm playing devil's advocate here one yeah, and i'm saying that's the and wrong two, devil to choose and two <laughs> and two and two it's not necessarily exploitation if you're paying like if you're to do a median well not median maybe average mean um what income calculation of say you've got of the profile of content moderator you have mm-hmm. versus like say say the average profile of the content moderator team is say you've got people who've left from four who have maybe done one or two short courses etc etc are looking for either the starting job or you know something like that and if you're to do like an average graphing quote unquote you would find that the pay that such people are getting working as content moderators is significantly higher than what they'd have got elsewhere again i don't think more money right mm-hmm. will fix mental issues i don't more disagree money, more, problems. Problems. more money more problems yes. no i do not disagree yes. right again i think that's wrong devil number two to pick right I do yeah, not disagree. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just I'm just thinking as 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 as, as an enterprise. I, but he he's he's something I maybe we need like a radical solution. Mm-hmm. A radical solution is asking ourselves a very important question like is how social media is built today is that how we should really build social media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Should we allow anything to be posted to be funneled right? through mm-hmm. or should we filter from the point of entry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right this is social media right now is post let's deal with it afterwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. should we deal with it before it reaches the users oh well, arguably that's sort of what is happening arguably but what i'm saying is we should probably rethink what social media is and how it should be designed mm-hmm. right and if we can be able to you know leverage ai to be able to filter before um you know it lands into the masses then i think and we can do that with like 99.99% accuracy and we can filter out 90% of it i think we're heading in the right direction interesting it's interesting that you've mentioned ai because the nuances of human interaction and human things i mean we've just we've just 
you know the whole thing that's that's kicked this whole the thing that's kicked this whole thing off is an AI tool that needs training mm-hmm. you know and it's a training that's a problem um so given the nuances of of human interaction and and what not how effective i mean with certain types of content i can i can see how ai would be extremely useful but how do you how useful do you see ai being to when it comes to combating something like hate speech for instance well definitely that's a problem with that exists and will probably exist for a while mm-hmm. but with the advances that have been made in like natural language processing mm-hmm. um that are becoming a very much context aware mm-hmm. um is a step forward towards handling things like hate speech right because hate speech is very much contextual i i i think mm-hmm. right um and yeah i'm not saying it will be perfect right but i do think um you know it will help filter out quite a bit So th- like here it's it's about reduction of exposure to the content moderators. Yes. And and that's the goal. It's not eliminating its reduction of exposure. Mm-hmm. And because if if I need to go through 100 bad things and I and we reduce the exposure to just 10 bad things, I think, you know. That's better. It's better. Mm. What about yourself? Prevention of a cure because I don't think there's yeah. a cure for it. Uh, no no oh, it's simple actually it's it's really quite simple cure yes a cure is very simple what's the cure what is just bring down aws uh, <laughs> gcp you know it's it's very simple it's very simple well, just bring them all down yeah that's just, just a radical extremist <laughs> you know just bring them all down and you've cured the problem like the problem isn't there because mm. the tools are not there i mean now we'll be going back to the dark ages no 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 no, no, no. you misunderstand oh. you, you misunderstand touche you misunderstand um or kill social media in general yeah just just kill social media that's that's a cure simple cure simple cure you know yeah good luck with that that way then you limit people's stupidity to just their locals you know <laughs> you know instead of instead of instead of being stupid internationally <laughs> you know you 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 stupid in your area. you're stupid in your in your region of kileleshwa or kilimani or, or upper hill yeah we're in upper hill yeah you know you're, you're stupid to your particular your stupid is limited to that particular locale but but yeah i i without a radical rethink and and i think i've seen a number of 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 of, of things uh online just what is the solution like yeah it's not a problem that will go away at least i don't think so i mean it's a necessary evil is it it is is it really agree to disagree agree, agree to, dis- to dis- uh, disagree no <laughs> i'm impartial to that <laughs> statement <laughs> also now you're being neutral uh, i'm not be- let me just say i haven't formed an opinion on that specific statement mm-hmm. that's a very politically correct answer my friend but it's fine it's fine um no i think i think i'd be interested to what do you think as as a listener what do you think could be could be a potential solution like like how how would we do this what's what's the solution to to the human side or the the human side of content 
I guess, or the human faces behind the content that you enjoy. Because it's not just limited to to social media. It's 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 in everything. It it really is in everything. You you have content moderators even when it comes to games. You know, the guys who go through games and just make sure things are anyway. Well. I just asked ChatGPT that very question. Yes. And what did ChatGPT tell you? How can we improve how social media content moderation is done? Of course. It's a very simple query. Yes. Here's what ChatGPT has to say. Um, improving social media content moderation can be done in several ways. Mm-hmm. One, increase transparency. So what I'm trying to say is social media companies can provide more information on how they moderate content and what their guidelines are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, develop better technology. At least we agree on that one. Uh, AI and machine learning algorithms can be developed and fine-tuned to better identify and remove problematic content, uh, but with human oversight. Mm-hmm. All right. Three, I found this one very interesting. Hire more moderators. Hmm. All right. So companies can increase the number of human moderators to review flagged content and make final decisions on its removal or retention. Mm-hmm. Four, improve training and support for moderators. So moderators should receive regular training and support to help them effectively deal with the challenges of the job. I guess that's more therapy sessions, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Five, partner with external organizations. So companies can work with external organizations such as NGOs and a academic institutions to improve the accuracy and fairness of their content moderation practices. Interesting angle. Um, six, and the last one, according to chat GPT, as of version 30th January of 2023, <laughs> <laughs> six, allow for appeals and oversight. So companies can establish an appeals process for users to challenge content removal decisions and provide regular audits to ensure moderation is fair and transparent. Now, see, this feels like it's approaching it from the side of... of the enterprise. Not the enterprise. Mm. Approaching it from the side of of all removal of content, censorship, etc., yeah. uh-huh, etc., uh-huh, uh-huh. as opposed to the side of, like um, I said, the human side of things. The poor moderating. Yes, the, the human side it's of things. It's trying to look for a win-win scenario. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the, the, the elements that could work to, like I said, the, the human side of things, the, the humans behind your Instagram feed. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, the humans behind your Instagram feed. Anyway, the humans behind your Instagram feed. But it's more... My, my, my post was removed and it was, it was okay. Instagram removed my post. Yes. Why did they remove my post? Pretty much. Um, but what you as a human, let us know what you think. Have you been affected? Has any of your content been removed? How was it? And on that note, FTG out. <laughs>